0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. I only have one question. Do you think I deserve your full attention? Mm. Mm. That's what I like to hear. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Script to Screen. Today, we're going to be doing a bonus podcast episode on Frozen 2 and Klaus. Joining me here in the booth today is my little sister, Malia. Hi. So, Malia, let's start off with some talk on Frozen 2. Frozen 2 just came out uh, this weekend, this last weekend, and is doing some pretty good business. Uh, Frozen 2, the first Frozen was a huge hit, made... About four hundred million dollars, one of the biggest animated hits ever, and Frozen Two is coming out and looking to do some big business itself. Looking at about a hundred and thirty million dollar weekend, um, but let's get into our thoughts on it. What did you think of this movie, Mulia? Well, it was it
1: was really like it was really it had a lot of humor in it. With when Olaf did the the charade about the whole story when Elsa and Anna like got like, separated, and then the soldier dude was like really emotional about it, and it was hilarious.
0: Yeah, so there's there's this moment when Olaf is doing charades and kind of telling the story of the first Frozen, I think, and so uh, the soldier who's played by Sterling K. Brown, who is a great actor, um, is just kind of reacting very humorously to this story and I think that's one of the highlights of the movie honestly I I laughed a lot at that part also Uh, but on the whole honestly I for me this movie is not I'm not necessarily this movie's target demographic but I would say that I enjoyed the first Frozen quite a bit I think it's a it's a pretty good story kind of it, it works a lot because of its simplicity like it has a very simple simple story arc and it's got these like kind of quirky elements to it that that still kind of fit into the overall narrative pretty well but I think with here with Frozen 2 I didn't I didn't really enjoy the overall arc of this it seemed like it's doing trying to do too much without really having the the breadth or the the really the ability it's storytelling ability to accomplish the The goals that set out to do—it's got a lot of. It gets a little bumpy along the road. I mean, but how do you? I feel. How do you feel about the story, Malia? Because I'm kind of interested.
1: Well, like the songs, I feel it had too many songs with that.
0: You thought I had too many songs? Hmm, that's interesting. Why do you think I had too many songs?
1: Like because in the when, like when Olaf died, like that was reasonable, but then like when. Like when she, like, got up and, like, saying her way. But then, like, in some of the other parts, it just wasn't necessary for me. It didn't seem like that.
0: I think it's a strength of the first Frozen, and really, honestly, Disney movies in general, that they're able to do storytelling through their songs and use their songs as kind of a, a way to advance the story and especially character development, honestly. And, and Frozen, the first Frozen, does that in a really good way. I think that... Disney movies have this weird thing where they they have these really catchy songs that when you think about them actually have like the characters doing things that are adverse to their character arcs. Like you think of Hakuna Matata and Let It Go, both kind of supposedly catchy songs that are seen kind of triumphant but really are dismal moments in their character arcs. Uh, but I think here in Frozen 2 specifically, there there are a lot of songs. Uh, some would say too many songs. Uh, and that's kind of how you felt about it, Malia? Mm-hmm. Too many songs. Yeah, but did you at least think the songs were like catchy and like enjoyable?
1: Well, I don't know. I can't remember any. So, although the song in the first Frozen, like when they in the beginning of that, when like the people like chopping off the at like the ice and whatnot, the that song, that i like when they all gathered around, mm-hmm. that one was like really. Because they do
0: that. They, they, are you talking? They do that again in this in this next yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. So they kind of redo the same song from the very beginning of the first movie, and then do it again here with the presumably like the source of that. It's kind of weird. I don't really know. They they there's a lot of callbacks to the original Frozen, which is which is probably a weakness of Frozen two, because it, it relies on the legacy of its predecessor in a lot oh. of ways. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think that can be detrimental to it, especially when it, it seems to be trying to different, differentiate itself in a lot of ways. It's trying to be its own thing and tell a new story, which is commendable, but in the same breath, it's 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 doing so many things similar to the original one and saying, like, oh, remember this thing from the original, and that just kind of brings it down as an overall experience to me, and it's it, it, it makes it even more difficult for it to sort of be its own thing yeah and, and and be successful as a story in and of itself
1: if you didn't watch the first one then the second one wouldn't like well you know what I mean
0: yeah and I think it's I think it's aware that most people going to see this are going to have already seen the original frozen
1: True.
0: but in the same at the same time you do have to stand on by yourself you have to be able to function without having seen the original I think like, probably half of this movie, both its story beats and its jokes, rely on having seen the first one. I mean, they do do, like, like we said, the recap of the original Frozen. within. They literally do an, a recap of the plot of the first Frozen in this movie, which is kind of weird. That's not a normal thing that you kind of... It's not a it thing that you would normally knows. do. Yeah, but I think it. it's both a recap of the th- original to, like, bring you up to speed on the plot for this movie so like you know what you have to do for the plot for this movie but at the same time it's a joke that relies on understanding of the original.
1: At least I tell the like everything that happened in the second in the first movie in the second movie so like if you haven't watched the original mm-hmm. then you know what happened.
0: Yeah. How would you think this compares to like other animated movies you've seen this year? Like, Toy Story 4 or the Lego Movie 2?
1: Well, I think it was pretty good mm-hmm. because of, like, all the things that happened in it. But I also feel like all the others were good, too. They like in Toy Story 4, like, all the effects that they had.
0: Like the animation, you mean?
1: Well, not, like, the animation, but, like, how, like, they always, like, moved. Like, when they were, like, doing the, like, the, when they were in the toy store, or in, in the yeah. one antique place. The antique store, place, whatever. yeah, the, the yeah. antique shop. And then with the bunny and the...
0: The ducky and bunny.
1: Yeah, then when they like, oh, we have an idea, we heard you, and then they had, like, the...
0: They go back to the grandma's house and stuff.
1: Yeah, that was... The that. brush yeah, like that was one of the funniest ones.
0: Yeah, I think... What would you say is more funnier, Frozen 2 or Toy Story 4?
1: Well, I feel like the Frozen 2 got me a bit more...
0: Like emotionally?
1: Yeah, emotionally.
0: Or like like funny, like humor-wise?
1: Well, in one part of the movie, I was fine. So that's why I say emotionally.
0: But like, I'm talking about like humor, which made you oh, laugh humor. more.
1: Oh, humor. Um, maybe... Doing the, I'm thinking of like the in Toy Story Four when they were doing the,
0: the Plush Rush. That we were talking about just that.
1: Oh, like when
0: there's a lot of funny stuff in Toy Story Four.
1: But there's also a lot, like interesting and funny things in the other movies too.
0: Yeah, Lego Movie Two is also another one that's really funny. I found this.
1: I think v- it might be a tie it might between be a tie. Frozen and.
0: Toy Story well, 4. Yeah. I think that's, I think I found this really interesting about Toy Story 4, Lego Movie 2, and honestly, Ralph Breaks the Internet as, as well. That came out last year, but still. It, that good. they really good. They all have this surface that's really comedic uh, and they have a lot of, and I mean, just by the very nature of being an animated movie, they're going to have some some semblance of of good storytelling because I think the the amount of work that goes into storyboarding these films and then animating them out, they, they have a lot of chances to catch mistakes and kind of formulate a a, a good idea of of pacing and and story and especially like comedy beats and and I think the comedy beats in all four of those movies work very well but as far as them actually having something good to say I think they all like pretend that they're saying something like they they put on this put on this costume like they're, they're pretending to say something without ever actually saying it and they're like telling you that you're that they're saying it and I think
1: what
0: you mean by that? I mean like there Toy Story Four doesn't doesn't suffer from this as well. Toy Story Four is something that I think works by itself, but then when taken in context with the first three Toy Story movies, it just feels so off to me because I love those characters so much and it just doesn't feel like a place that I was ready for them to go at that point. And I don't know if that's my fault or the or the movie's fault. But as far as like Ralph Breaks the Internet and The Logan Movie 2 and this and Frozen 2, all sequels to, to great original animated films, I think they – Ralph Breaks the Internet is trying to be about like letting go of your friends and like kind of moving on and being able to be okay with that. And then Frozen 2 is kind of about
1: – Love.
0: It's the same thing. kind of Well, the same thing, kind of be like attached to people. And I think it's like this very bold idea, but they don't – that they tell you that they're trying to – talk about but at the same time they don't really ever have the story beats necessary to make that effective and emotionally engaging to me
1: it attacked me but yeah I'm, so
0: like you said that you felt pretty emotionally engaged with this movie but
1: like all movies attack me yeah although not mo- I remember um finding Nori when Nori got Separated from the mom.
0: There you go. There's another animated sequel to an original a great original That movie
1: also that's made nice me cry. Yeah. I I had I started tears, let's say.
0: Yeah. But you started I, tears?
1: Well tears started coming out of my eyes.
0: Tears started to, but they didn't quite get there.
1: Not quite. Not quite. Watering.
0: Just watery. But
1: I still felt really sad about that. Felt
0: really sad, yeah. <laughs> they were so cute.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's another strength of of this movie, and and again, it's the strength of most uh, Disney movies. But the character design is is really great. The Salamander thing is is really good, like really cute and adorable, and probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. <laughs>
1: what movie is it talking about? Frozen Two. Oh wait, right, wait, right, right, right.
0: I thought you were talking about
1: um, my hot <laughs> I'm not gonna say. You mean Randall? Yeah, that dude is creepy.
0: Yeah, no, I'm talking about uh, you know, the fire spirit thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: Whenever
0: the when uh, Zelma's in the snow, and just kind of like yeah, <sighs> Desks in the snow. But yeah, I think Disney's really good at making their their character designs evocative of the characters and who they are as people, and that's pretty much a, a constant across all of their stuff, you, regardless of whether or not they're gonna have perfect stories. I feel like their their animation or at least at the very least the character design is is going to be solid. And I think that's that's something that the corporate people care more about uh than the than the actual maybe story aspects of it just because the character designs are the way they sell toys and toys bring in a lot of money for them. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Um, let's move on to Klaus then Klaus is a animated movie <laughs> that just released on Netflix Netflix doesn't work anymore Netflix doesn't work anymore well
1: now I'm not seeing at home
0: well I don't know about that uh, but it's a movie uh, that I think Netflix's first uh, original animated film and I think that's awesome uh, but it's basically a Santa Claus origin story but it's animated and it's starring uh, Jason Schwartzman and J.K. Simmons and it's got a lot of really enjoyable elements I would say. Um, it's, It's great. I think honestly this is probably the best new Christmas movie we've gotten since maybe Elf in 2003. If I'm like legitimately being honest like there hasn't been a movie Christmas movie this awesome and like this this perfectly fitted to Christmas and sort of Especially in like just being original, it's got a lot of, it adds a lot of new original elements that you don't really have in a typical generic Christmas movie that's going to be like telling the typical story of Santa Claus, but because it goes to Santa Claus's quote unquote origin, it's able to add these new, these fun new elements of world building that it's able to add in because it doesn't have to follow every single beat of a typical Santa Claus thing. It just has to kind of include those sort of along the way. Um, what do you think about this movie, Malia? I think it was
1: really good. Yeah? Like, whenever he, like, when he, when the
0: postman. Yeah, so it's it stars the, the po- he's the, the postman, and so basically he gives out letters Yeah,
1: I mean, people. he has the stamp. Well, he has to stamp and, like, sign, like, yeah, so it, He has to get 6,000
0: 6, different letters before he can go back home to to his dad because his at, dad kicks him out because he's a, a lazy no-good.
1: <laughs> and at first, he was saying, like, when he first left, he's like, wait, now I have nothing. And then in the end, like, I don't know.
0: Like, yeah, it goes to some interesting places. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty predictable, honestly, from my perspective i there a lot you see a lot of this stuff coming you know what's going to happen or by no. the end but that but then again that's still a good uh, a good sign of good storytelling because it sets up these these beats to be paid off in the end and it and it knows what it's going to do and it it has the beats laid out to be paid off by the end and even though it's some quote, experienced viewers might see that ahead of time i mean like it's still a quality story that's that's being told well. And I think uh it's also done in traditional animation, so it's it's like a lot of it's hand drawn, I think.
1: Actually?
0: Yeah. So that's
1: really like gone
0: Right, me. yeah. Which is which compared to like computer animation, which is the vast majority of what we're getting nowadays. I think traditional animation is something that we need way more of. And I we just saw the Princess and the Frog, which came oh. out in I think two thousand nine. I don't know. Yeah, and that's that's Disney doing traditional animation, but I think no one really wanted to see that. So there everyone's like, well, no one wants to see traditional animation cuz no one's everyone's paying to see the 3D animation. So no one really cares about traditional animation anymore. But I think traditional animation really brings this sort of hot, warm warm element to it that that computer animation never can. Computer, computer animation no matter how how well it's done, it's always going to feel cold to an extent because it's done by a computer you can tell like at, at the very back of your mind you always know that's done by a computer which is not to say that's a bad thing like s- computer animation films pixar are some of my favorite things that have ever been done but it still doesn't mean that like i think hand-drawn animation should definitely have its place in animation today and it seems and hopefully klaus can be sort of part of bringing that back into the forefront
1: mm-hmm. of things that was like when they when they had the, the bars, and like when the was pulled them apart, mm-hmm. and that like, when it just like moved. The bars? And then he just pushed them in the bars. I love that film. When yeah. that clip, the part. I don't know how to say it.
0: Yeah, I think this movie's like darkly comical in some points. Like there's a lot of like violence that happens yeah that's like a lot supposed to be funny
1: and like when the dogs ran through all the traps yeah <laughs> they just didn't even care. they just kept running <laughs> i don't even know how they a stood that pain b how they even walk in those and c all the above
0: c, yeah a b and c all the above hmm mm-hmm. yeah I think it would be really cool if Netflix got nominated for this. Uh, it would be, I think, it would be their first uh, Oscar-nominated animated film. I mean, Netflix is having a great year, it seems this year as far as oh. like original films goes. It seems like they're gonna be ge- they're gonna get nominated for a lot of Oscars.
1: I I definitely because.
0: Yeah, Malia. Like I'm talking Wait. about movies that you like don't know about.
1: No, well, yeah, but I'm just saying like, like Marriage
0: Story Netflix, and The Irishman. But it won't
1: be anymore. Disney Plus is coming in. Yeah, Malia. Say I have plus. Say I have a tennis ball. Like plus, like a, I like Disney Plus. I say I have. ai don't know a laptop or a building.
0: A well, building. you you heard it here, folks. Netflix is as big as a tennis ball, and Disney Plus is big as big speech. as a laptop or a building. Uh, no, but I mean, I'm t- as far as awards films going, Disney oh. Plus, yes, we're talking about awards film. I'm just, Sorry,
1: I thought you were talking about sales. So
0: right no, now. yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> Disney Plus is growing very fast. La- I think they released the numbers like 10 million people signed up <gasps> in the first week, yeah. Uh, but Netflix's awards game, uh, for Oscar season is looking really strong. Marriage Story, The Irishman. Uh, both looking to get some nominations in the big categories like Best Picture and maybe Best Director, especially for Martin Scorsese for The Irishman. But with Klaus, I think they might have a Best uh, Animated Feature nomination on their hands because this is really a genuinely a, a heartwarming and well-crafted and funny and, like, it's everything you want out of an animated movie, and it, and it really fits into the Christmas genre of things also at the same time. Um, that's not some, something that's really necessarily easy to do, but I think this is something that you could kind of watch – Apart from Christmas, while at the same time still feeling very Christmassy, and that's not something that's very that's easy to pull off whatsoever. But it's it's definitely true of this movie, and I think that's definitely a positive for it because I kind of I didn't really have super high expectations for it. Like I didn't know what this was gonna be at all. Uh, it's an animated movie on Netflix. I don't think they've even ever I don't know if they've done an uh, original animated movie ever before. They've done a lot of originals as far as like live action stuff goes, but. I think watching this, I was pleasantly surprised. How do you feel about that, Malia? Pretty good. Yeah. I mean, because you you kind of just watched this because I told you to watch it.
1: Well, it was good though. Yeah. I got taxed. I had do every clip or show I do or watch. But yeah. It really, the end really kind of, like, it kind of coming. But like, well, he like. Well, like he helped done this.
0: Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. But, but, but like instead
1: how- he did the like mm-hmm. the exact opposite. Yeah. But I mean opposite. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um. So how do you think this compares to like Frozen Two, which you kind of saw these kind of not back to back exactly, but pretty much back to back.
1: Well, honestly, like for the for the part of one. In Klaus, or Klaus, or whatever you say. I
0: think, I think they pronounce it as Klaus.
1: Okay. well, in Klaus, it was really, like, a bit more predictable mm-hmm. than the other one.
0: Than Frozen 2? You yeah. didn't think Frozen 2 is very predictable?
1: I mean, I, I predicted a couple things. But,
0: you did, like, they, they do do some interesting but stories. But
1: not every Center. single thing, other than in the other one.
0: That and is an interesting thing about, about Frozen 2, that... I, a lot. Some people have been taking note of, but it's got a very similar premise to Annihilation, which is a movie that came out last year, which is about a, a group of scientists going to this like unknown region that's kind of loped off, looped off from the rest of the world. Wait, they kind of get what, what, get trapped in. It's called Annihilation. You haven't seen it. It's oh. not appropriate for. That? You're talking about Black Panther. No, not With
1: Black Panther.
0: <laughs> Well yeah, no, yeah, right. But not that. No. Um, and just kind of like weird stuff happens inside of it and kind of a lot of the same plot elements go into Frozen 2, which is weird. But Frozen 2 on the whole, I think does does have some interesting story movements. It's just a lot of them aren't aren't founded very well. Like they don't have they don't do the work to make the beats pay off. Whereas in Klaus, no matter how obvious the the beats might be, they do kind of they they do have them Pay off. They have. They do the work to allow them to be emotionally relevant and kind of work as far as the story that they're trying to tell goes. There is another element of this movie that I think is what makes it stand out from typical Christmas movies, which is that its protagonist isn't actually Santa Claus himself. It's the actually mm. this postman guy, and I think that. Wait, but,
1: Klaus isn't the postman.
0: Right. The, the, the postman. postman is the but the postman is the protagonist. He's the main character.
1: And also how's the second main I And then Right, all he's the, a supporting so. character,
0: but it's 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 mainly about the postman's sort of journey to becoming a better person. You know what I mean?
1: I like seeing when I remember how like so like when they just how like go when they get mad
0: mm-hmm. at him. Yeah.
1: But then that's when like
0: I I said, when they do the opposite thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think making him the protagonist is a good choice because it, it allows them to, like I said before, take this movie in, in interesting directions that that don't follow the generic Christmas formula. And even though it, do, it might feel formulaic like at times because it, it is a little bit predictable, it's, it's still able to sort of differentiate itself from the Christmas formula and just kind of follow a typical animated animated movie formula which is still a formula and it's still it still might feel generic to some people but i think i appreciated that it doesn't follow sort of the christmas thing but it does do it does do some creative things and i think i think honestly this movie might be better if they just called it the postman instead of klaus because Uh, also if you know but i'm saying like they could call it the postman because then you wouldn't know that it's a christmas movie You know what I'm saying? I think this might work better if you don't actually... If you don't know going in that it's a Santa Claus origin story.
1: Which I I suppose we're kind of
0: spoiling here, but at the same time, the movie's intentionally telling you that it's a Santa Claus origin story from the very start. But the movie... Like, the marketing is telling you that. But from the outside, looking at this from the outside, looking in not from the outside looking in, if you're looking at just the story itself and watching the movie from the start without knowing anything about it whatsoever, like no matter what Netflix tells you, it starts without Klaus even being in. It's just literally just the postman at the the postman office and like kind of sending out letters and stuff.
1: Well, not in a way. So there's there's a little bit of
0: foreshadowing that might be a turn to Christmas because it's about, like, letters, and so, like, you think in your head, letters, letters to Santa, there we go, we're at Christmas. But I think that foreshadowing is effective if you, even if you don't know that it's about Christmas. Like, it's it's foreshadowing. It's not directly telling you something. So I think this movie might really does work well in and of itself. It's just the marketing. It might be detrimental to it, honestly, as far as, like, the packaging that the movie is set inside of.
1: Yeah. I agree.
0: Yeah, and I think, I mean, obviously you can't go into it knowing that anymore now because we just told you that it's a... Christmas movie, but I, but Oops. Netflix. Can yeah, I still ne- watch it? You can, but yeah, obviously, I think you should still watch this. That's
1: really good. It's appropriate
0: for younger people, if that helps. It is mostly appropriate for younger people. There is some violence.
1: Whoa. <laughs> that's
0: played for comedic effect, but but I I really I thought but that it's was
1: not that bad. At least no, it it's not it's
0: Anna, It's, Anna, it's <laughs> no, it's not graphic.
1: Yeah, I'm saying that right. at least it isn't graphic. Right? Yes, I understand you, <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I know it's not graphic, but it's it's played for like dark humor and it's just kind of like weird to see that in an animated movie because I think <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's that's kind of fun. And I think there's it does do some like interesting animated gags which like using the the medium to to tell jokes and it's kind of hard to explain that without seeing it but like it's something that I really appreciate oh. as far as using the medium to be as effective in telling us particular stories you can possibly do. And I think this movie is very good at that and does accomplish that in a lot of ways. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of script to screen. If you want to listen to the live show, you can go to 90.3 WRST from seven to eight on Saturdays. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you then.